I said, Hey, everybody, it's your host, Felipe Melissa, and you're listening to the Total Basis Podcast. And with me, as always, is Austin Spiro. Austin, how are you doing this evening? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Uh, for those of you that think that California is all sunshine and hot, no, it's flipping cold. It's rainy. Today has been a really fun day. <laughs> but we established you live up in the high desert, don't you? That is very true. Yes. All right. Well, I'm in Illinois. And it was cold this morning and I get out and I go warm up the car for my baby. And it's not even that cold outside. So I don't know what gives. It's hot and it's cold and it's yes and it's no and it's in and it's out. And it's up and it's down. How did the rest of that song go? It's black and it's white. Anyway, we are here to talk about the uh, one of my favorite leagues of all time, literally, because I've been on a, a part of it for the last 20 years now. It's the Mardi Gras Madness head to head weekly points league that I've been doing since I was just a pup. I, I might have been younger than you, Austin, right there. Mm, well, a, a little bit younger. I was still in college. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. So, well, I keep thinking about like where we started and how this league got started. And I was, I was just a young kid, man. I was trying to uh, tell these grown ass men, hey, uh, I was 18 years old and I was telling them, hey, can I play with you guys? So, and this is back when it was not a safe and not a, um, a good idea to be talking to strangers online. And now, <laughs> what, 20 years later, I'm talking to you almost regularly, stranger online that I met on Facebook because yeah. of baseball. So, how things have changed. So, yeah, we're going to talk, we review the Mardi Gras Madness. Uh, draft that we just participated on sunday let me know if you could see my screen it should be the draft results yep gotcha and uh without further ado let's get going man round one fight uh, can we see the entire round no we cannot so let me make that small now nah, we can see it there we go so hey, if you're watching on your phones flip your phone over horizontally robert uh, says it's the 21st season that you guys have done this uh yeah well we started back in 2002 but obviously 21 seasons that uh, we're on the blackjack stage. This league still drives me crazy. I don't know why I keep coming back sometimes, but you know why you keep coming back sometimes, Austin? It's because of the camaraderie, man. You miss those guys in the locker room, right? Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, you got you just get attached to these guys. So, but uh, at any rate, uh, TMT Dynamite. That's our guy, Matt Bushnell. He's over there at the Football Life, uh, the Audible. His podcast goes on regularly on Tuesdays. I don't know what is up with the season, uh, off season though. I forget what the off season is about. He could tell it. You know, Matt, tell us on the damn comments what your season, your offseason is going to look like for the rest of the NFL schedule here. But he goes with Aaron Judge, no-brainer, uh, slam dunk. I mean, a monkey could have made this pick, right, Austin? <laughs> yeah, I loved how people in the draft were like, oh, I got a scramble. He picked my guy. I'm like, you knew he was going first. If you were not first, how? why do you have to scramble? You knew he was going first. Like so... I don't know. This was a slam dunk pick for me. I put him in my queue, but I was like, I didn't have a first round pick. So I was like, there was no way that I'm getting Aaron judge. If I'm getting Aaron judge, then this, this, this league is going to be a slam dunk because that would, he would have been a second round pick or no way. So yeah, Aaron judge was easy. Uh, what about the next couple of picks? I mean, uh, let's go with the offense first, uh, for the evil empire. He's a Yankee fan from uh, Illinois. He would have gone, he went with Chris Bryant, but is that the direction you could have gone? Because there was, in terms of hitters, there was also Nick Castellanos, Carlos Correa, Randy Arozarena, with Merrifield for some reason. I mean, is there anybody in the first round you would have preferred in that second spot there? In that second spot, I think the only other one you could have gone with was probably Castellanos, and that's because he's from he's in Philly. But I think the pull for Chris Bryant is in is he's in Colorado. 
He just came off a good season in San Francisco and um, he has multi-position availability. He's, he's eligible for multiple positions. So no, I think, um, I think Chris Bryant was a good choice there for, for second because Castellanos, you're only getting either right field or DH Chris Bryant. You're getting left field. You're getting third base. You're getting DH. You're getting, you're getting more positions with Chris Bryant. So I like that pick. All right. Yeah. I I was hoping that Chris Bryant would fall to me, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, and then it gets interesting because of the pits, the starting pitchers that were available, Kevin Gossman It's basically the uh, the same thing that happened in the baseball life league. Kevin Gossman was available. Robbie Ray was available. uh, Lance Lynn, Joe Musgrove, Max free, Frankie Montas. Uh, And you will see that for the sixth pick, I went with Randy Arozarena because I did not trust any of those other pitchers to solidify my team. I mean, if you had a first round pick, Austin, if, if you had one, because we know you don't, if yeah. you had one, would you have gone pitcher um, in this first round or hitter? What would have been your strategy? With the offense that was there, I probably would have went offense. Yeah. For sure. Um, there was more dependable offense there than there was um, dependable pitching. And so, you know, you kind of saw – and I kind of saw that all of the offense was going first in the first round. So you had to grab that offense as soon as possible. If there was, if there was, um, if they started going pitching, I might've leaned towards pitching, but I would have done offense. Yeah. So uh, that seemed to be the trend in this first round, but I mean, I, I think, let's see one, two, three. Wow. Three. Pi- this is the opposite of the baseball life league. Three yeah. starting pitchers won in this first round. And everybody else was a hitter, including Witt Merrifield uh, with the eighth pick, Corey Seager with the ninth pick, uh, Salvador Perez going in the ver- first round. By the way, I forgot to mention that six players were kept. So this is virtually the, I'm sorry, that's the other league. Five players were kept. This is virtually the sixth round. And Salvador Perez still goes in the first round. Matter of fact, Salvador Perez and Will Smith, not the guy who beat up Chris Rock last night, the catcher for your LA Dodgers. Back to back catchers. Would you, were you shocked by that, Austin? I was absolutely shocked that the way he just any, slapped them. That any catch, yeah, <laughs> that any catcher went for, that went in the first round. I definitely would not have. I thought Perez would have slid to maybe the second, third round. I was I was not expecting it to go to the first round. So you know, Mike over there at uh, Balls Out, I think set the precedent with catchers and. Uh, catchers was a really weird thing to draft this 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 round or this uh this draft i felt like catchers were kind of just thrown in there randomly and you were like whoa that's a weird place for that guy to go but okay yeah um and the only catcher that was kept so to speak was atley rushman but that's because we have uh minor league slots that protect those type of players so yeah let's move on to the second round so was that back no no back-to-back picks here uh so jordan romano i believe that's the first closer is that right yes jordan he is Romano's the first closer yep first closer off the off the table so and then alcantara to oscar hernandez where was hernandez on my cheat sheet where was he uh to Oscar hernandez that was an interesting pick. I was not expecting him to go this early. I know he's a very explosive player. Okay, Hernandez was my 19th best outfielder. So I guess that would have been a good spot. The only problem I have with Hernandez is that the strikeouts are too high and we do penalize strikeouts in this league. So yeah. something to keep an eye on with uh, Shane. Uh, let's see, Jorge Polanco. That's a nice pick by my guy, Steve Carey. My guy, I'm screw that guy. I hate playing <laughs> So I think uh, of all the people I know in this league, Steve Carey is the one that lives closest to me. So yeah, 
there is something to be said about geographical uh, advantages and disadvantages. And then we, now we have our back-to-back -back picks. And with the fifth and sixth pick in the second round, Charlie Morton and Logan Webb, back-to-back -back pitchers. Uh, were you impressed by that? And now, was that – was that auto pick or did John make those picks himself? I don't know anymore. Uh, I think John, I think John made those picks himself. Okay. I can't tell, but I have Charlie Morton uh, and Logan Webb, top 30 starting pitchers. They're going in the second round for the virtual seventh round. What do you think of that's those two selections right there? Uh, Logan Webb. I like Charlie Morton is a bit of a wild card, but I think for the fact that this is the virtual seventh round, I think Charlie Morton was a, was a good pick there, especially since there wasn't as much dependable pitching. I mean, you saw, um, I went with Sandy Alcantara yeah. for my first pick. I yeah. went with, you know, pitching first. Cause once it got down to there, you know, I knew that, you know, the, the pitchers were going to start getting turned on and I needed another starter. So um, I think that's where John went. He decided with his back-to-back -back picks to solidify his, uh, his, his rotation there a little more. Okay. Uh, yeah. John, uh, Robert, uh, who is, I believe he's friend. I, I, it's been a while. I think he is friends with John. He, he actually does know him. Uh, he says that he always targets the Atlanta pitchers. I, I remember that being a, a, a a topic of discussion. Running, that was a topic of discussion yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Running joke as well, because I was laughing too. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, he, Robert's also saying, our commissioner's saying that uh, Will Smith might have been an accident. Although, I don't know, man. I saw the Oscars. It didn't look like an accident to me, man. I think he really wanted to hurt Chris <laughs> Rock. Uh, TNT Dynamite, our, my guy Matt Bushnell, goes with Cattell Marte. Uh, that was interesting as well. I was not expecting Cattell Marte to go this early, especially with other yeah. outfielders like J.D. Martinez being a bit being available uh who else went by uh jo oh joey gallo yeah i would rather take Cattell marte over joey gallo when uh, um, Marte over christian yelich yeah probably but anyway let's go back to the second round so that uh i don't know what what would you have oh wait you went with jd martinez but if Cattell marte was there would you have gone with Cattell marte instead um i don't know because i was battling with either going with marte or with tommy edmund because they both had the same positional or have relatively the same positional eligibility. Um, I needed, I needed power. Um, so I needed hitters period. So I don't think I would have went with Cattell Marte at that pick. I think I would have went with JD Martinez. If I remember correctly, that was my next pickup was JD Martinez. Okay. Well, that's good strategy. Good. Um, always have a backup plan, so to speak. I'm reading some of the comments, you know, Dave pretty much, uh, Oh, 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 we're not there yet. Never mind. I'll wait because I didn't have a second round pick, so I have no picks to talk about. Uh, the rest of the round goes Tim Anderson, Edwin Diaz, Frankie Montes, and Lance Lynn. Any issues with those guys? Um, no, Diaz is a good pick there. <laughs> um, he might have went a little high, but Diaz is a good pick there. Yeah. Um, Anderson was probably, I think he was the top shortstop that was available at the time. Um, well, no, according to my rankings, it was actually Corey Seager. Um, but you know, after that it was, it was Tim Anderson. So, and Corey Seager went in the first round, right? So yeah, yeah. at that time, at that time, Tim Anderson was the top shortstop. So if you needed a shortstop, definitely a good pick there. Um, because after that, it, um, it kind of falls off because for me anyway, it went, um, Tim Anderson, then you get Dansby Swanson, Willie Adamas, Glaber Torres, Ahmed Rosario. After that, shortstop takes a dive. So Yeah, Tim, big dive. Yeah, Tim Anderson is a good pick there. Uh, Montes right. is a good pick there, too. I like that one. All right, so pretty much everybody's going safe. Everybody's making decent picks here. Yeah. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Then we get to the third round. 
finally I get a pick back and I had to do it, man. I had to do it. Yeah. Uh, I took a risk. I took a risk waiting a little long. I thought that, uh, who the hell did I pick again? I forgot already. Oh, uh, Randy Rosarino. I thought, I thought yeah. he was the choice to make. He was my top outfielder that was available, uh, could play left field and right field. So I figured between him and Jonathan India, I'd rather have Al Rosarino now and hope for the best when I get my picks again in the third round. And sure enough, there's Jonathan India just waiting for me to pick up. He's just my second ranked second baseman. I, I understand that I have him ranked a little bit too high. I don't care. I want him. He's young. He's uh, promising. He's finally getting things together. He's going to be batting leadoff on a Reds team. I know the Reds are going to suck this year, but it's fine. India is one of those guys that can – he's a self-starter, man. He's a self-starter, motivates himself, whatever cliche you want to bring up on. That's him. Uh, Joe Musgrove goes after that, Joey Gallo, Clayton Kershaw, Tommy Edmund, and then we get very – you talk about running gags, right? This is the big one, Kristen Yelich. As uh, as you may or may not know, Austin, I've had Kristen Yelich on my team since 2013, 2014. <laughs> Basically on the Mar- – he was a Marlin, uh, really on the low levels of the Marlins. When I decided that I wanted him, I, I fell in love with the guy uh, with his scouting report over at Baseball America, and I had to have him. And I did all those years, just waiting for him to kind of develop and become uh, this uh, five-tool player that uh, he was projected to be. He finally did. He won an MVP, and then he started struggling with the back problems and yada, yada, yada. And that was the gag. Oh, Felipe picked Christian Yelich again. And not only that, but I also got private messages from both Matt Bushnell and Stephen Carey. Oh, Felipe picked Christian Yelich again. You just can't help yourself. Nope. Nope. You know, it's funny in the comments, everybody was like, I'm surprised you took India. I'm surprised you took India there. But I will say that that was that was a good take, because if you didn't grab him, that's who I was going to grab in this round. Yeah, was, you got Tommy Edmund instead. Yeah, I got Tommy Edmund instead, but I was going to grab India because I figured I would need another second baseman. And it would be nice to have if Trevor Story, because I have Trevor Story. I kept him. If Trevor Story was going to play second, it'd be nice to have Jonathan India as a backup. Um, but, you know, Tommy Edmund is good. I like Tommy Edmund. But, yeah, everybody is like, you're surprised. I'm not because that's who I was going to pick if you if you let it slide. Yeah, everybody's surprised. Have you guys not heard of Jonathan India? Okay, well, I, I understand. I mean, I mean uh, Whit Merrifield went ahead of India. I mean, but he went to the Royals fan in our group. So that yeah. wasn't surprising. I, I would have done India ahead of Merrifield. And then Polanco left. And I, so the guys that were available probably at this point were maybe Brandon Lau, Jay Cronenworth. Yeah. It was India and Edmund and then Brandon Lau and Cronenworth. So, you know, it was either India or Edmund for me. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't going to draft a third baseman. There's just too many third basemen that I could wait on. Uh, yeah. Catcher's still too early for me. Outfield. I mean, who was available at outfield? Oh, Kristen Yelich. <laughs> Eddie Rosario. Yuck. I think that might have been an auto pick, though. We'll get to that in a little bit. Who else is available? Austin Meadows. Uh-uh, I don't think so. Um, but, 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 but Jesse Winker. Uh, yeah, you know what? It was either down to Christian Yelich or Jesse Winker. They're ranked right there next to each other on my cheat sheet. And I went with the former MVP, Christian Yelich. So... Listen, I don't need I don't need Christian Yelich to be outstanding MVP caliber. I just need him to be getting me 30 home runs and 100 RBI. That's it, man. It could happen. It could be done, right? Not asking for much. At least that's better than having Javier Bias, right? Nobody nobody went after Mike for picking Javier Bias and and with the next pick in the seventh. Oh, pick I overall. thought that I thought that was a terrible pick. I, I like Javier Bias. I think he could uh, adjust. Fairly I also well. don't like Javier Baez, so that could be my bias. 
but uh, you know what we know what bias is going to lack in home runs is going to make up for it in doubles, right? And maybe he's going to get eight nine triples this year probably, and he's going to strike out one hundred ninety times. Yep. So it's gonna, some of those uh, extra bases are going to offset, but that's fine. It's a very explosive player. And then all hell breaks loose. This is the part of the draft where, like, oh, great. Every goddamn year this happens at, over at CVS. I don't know why, but every year, I think uh, for the exception of maybe one or two drafts, every year our draft just stalls at random portions of the uh, of the night. And, uh, yeah, this is pretty sad because uh, Johnny had, like, a lot of early-round picks and he couldn't figure out what was wrong with his computer, so he just said, "You know, so bad for him." No, I don't feel bad. Screw that guy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, he gets Adam Wainwright and Rice Iglesias. I mean, those are still pretty decent picks. Uh, I don't know if those are the picks he would have made. He definitely needs some hitters uh, after going pitching heavy, and you know. But uh, anyway, uh, Robert goes with Blake Trinan, which is a really excellent pick. Uh, I have to pick. tip my hat to the guy, Eddie Rosario. I think that's another auto pick here from Johnny. Yeah. And then we finish the third round because, of course, we have a White Sox fan, the biggest White Sox fan I know, Matt Bushnell, goes with Jose Abreu. So I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Austin, but every player that Matt Bushnell has been trying to keep over the last couple of years has been cursed. Glebar Torres started to suck when he became a keeper. Yoan Mancada started to suck when he became Matt Bushnell's keeper. Fernando Tatis can't stay healthy when he became Matt Bushnell's keeper. <laughs> Uh, who's the guy? Uh, oh my god, Andrew Vaughn just got hurt with a hit pointer recently. He was kept by Matt Bushnell. Luis Robert missed a lot of time last year because of Matt Bushnell. Eloy Jimenez missed a lot of bad time because of Matt Bushnell. Not that I'm mad or anything as a, as a White Sox <laughs> fan here, wearing all blue today. But, uh, yeah, so that means Jose Abreu is uh, he's gonna be out for the entirety of the year with an elbow injury or something. We'll see. Round four. Johnny goes with you, Darvish. So yet another pitcher uh, selected by the computer. So I guess it's now the time to say, to point out, Austin, according to CBS Sports's uh, third party, uh, third party vendor that they use to help with the draft grades, Johnny's going to win the championship this year, despite the fact that the computer made all those picks for him. Yeah, I bet because the, it just it just picked the top whoever was at the top at the every every time he came around. So I'm sure it says he's gonna he's gonna win. But like you, Darvish, I, I don't like you, Darvish. There, I would have I would have gone with Manoa. I was actually really upset that Manoa uh, left. I was like, damn it! I thought I was gonna be able to let it slide for another round or two, but nope, uh, not not the case, but yeah, I would have went Manoa or Ian Anderson there. I would have went with somebody other than you, Darvish, there. So I think the computer got it wrong. Well, whatever the case, he stuck with them. I mean, he, uh, just he has a he has a really good pitching staff. We'll give him that. And in a points league, pitching is king. But I've seen teams win with just hitting alone. I, I mean, the, I've made playoffs with just my hitting carrying me all the way through. Yeah with no pitching and then i've had other teams with what i thought was really good pitching stink up the joint so we'll see it, it just it seems to be as as my guy primo would say just it just comes down to luck at that point right uh, so we'll see what happens um oh boy alec manoa uh going to tim's team which is not surprising tim likes those uh, young players i liked uh, i liked manoa so i think this was a good pick i was kind of hoping he'd slide around five but didn't work. Oh, well. 
All right. Uh, what else is here? Uh, oh, they're blaming Mike uh, for Johnny's computer problems. So maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, it was a, it was a Ukrainian Russian hacker that got into Johnny's computer. Oh, this uh, is the round where you got mad. <laughs> oh yeah, the fourth round. This was where I just went full tilt and just got angry. But let's really quick. Uh, Shane goes with Giancarlo Stanton. Steven goes with Ian Anderson. Uh, Tim, wow, he had two picks in this round. He goes with Austin Meadows. So there you go. And then Johnny gets Eric Lauer. <laughs> this poor guy and then uh, of course because Matt Bush can help himself Yasmani Grandal another White Sox player so that means Yasmani Grandal is going to have like uh, multiple collateral ligament damages to his knees <laughs> why couldn't he pick Wilson Contreras or Dalton Varsha or Kyber Ruiz no he just had to go with Yasmani Grandal <laughs> so rest in peace White Sox 2022 <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, I still noticed that there's a lot of comments. I don't know where to start here, but I, but yeah, let's get to Apparently it. Uh, Sean is going to roast me next week for saying maybe Baez was my bias. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Robert said that he wanted Alcantara. So it looks like uh, Austin's roster is going to be frozen for the rest of the year. Um, surprise that yeah, Felipe took India. Mel is Melvin. Sorry, he's on the podcast and the comment section wreaking havoc. Uh, not so on the guy, just thought too high. Okay, you guys got to be specific with these names. I'm on a seven second delay. Jonathan India, they were talking about it with oh, really? Who's your and then and then he and then later on he goes, Well, actually, with what was left, I actually he changed his mind with what was left. He actually decided that that was actually better. I mean, I could have gone with Chris Taylor and Brendan Rodgers, but then I wouldn't be excess. I mean, that'd be a boring pick, you know. Ah, uh, Dave, nobody cares who Mike picks. All right, well, I stand corrected then. Uh, <laughs> so prepared to be roasted. Uh, his keeper list was not so good to me. Whose keeper? Was it Mike's keepers? I thought he had good uh, keepers. I thought I thought it was. Um, That's gonna be specific, uh, man. Help me help you. If it was Mike, it was probably because he, dra- he he traded all of his good players for draft picks. So, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, and then Robert just wants to point out that it takes good keepers that make a difference, that make a real difference in this league. So, oh, Matt Bushnell's Matt Bushnell's uh, keepers were not good. Oh, I, I don't know who he kept. Uh, Tatis, and then he got hurt the next day after he kept them. <laughs> <laughs> what Jimenez isn't good. Luis Robert's no good. Those are those guys. Those guys are okay. Uh, oh, Freddie Peralta because he traded that. He traded Peralta. He acquired him from me. All right. Like I said, this is where I go full tilt because I have the 12th pick and I got the 13th pick. I'm sorry, the 12th pick in the fourth round and the first pick in the fifth round. I'm thinking to myself, yes, I'm gonna get the two pitches that I really want. Emmanuel Classe, Framber Valdez. I'm not even updating my. Uh, my cue at this point, because I feel like I'm confident I'm going to get these two guys. And sure enough, Classe goes to Austin. And <laughs> Fran Belbaldez goes to the Houston Astros fan in Roberts. Lots of Houston Astros fan. I don't know if you if you uh, gathered that from last night's draft. I think there's three of them in this league. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Sorry. I was looking at like four different screens at the same time. So <laughs> I was trying to keep up with the chat. I was trying to keep up with the spreadsheet. I was trying to keep up with the draft itself. <laughs> so like i said the fourth round is my waterloo this is where i went crazy and i went full tilt Have you ever see phil helmuth at the world series of poker that was me or or, or on sunday's show when we were the, the baseball life uh recap when uh james picked dalton varsho before i anticipated anyone else would get him that was me with these two picks i was just 
it just came camp. Fuck, if I only had a Mendo Classe and Framber Brothers, my team would be so much better right now. <laughs> so that that was that was uh that was not good. But a sandwich between Classe and Valdez, Houston Steelers, Steven's team, or the other Steven, uh, we'll call he needs a different name. We'll just go with Houston. Houston picks Jesse Winker. So that's not that bad. So far, I, I don't have too many issues with a lot of these picks. Carlos Rodon goes to the Yankees fan in Illinois. Uh, Juan, his name is Juan, by the way. And so I got stuck with Shane McClanahan, who was like, ah, whatever. You know what? At this point, screw the cheat sheets. Screw everything. I'm just going to get upside and just go off the script. You know how NFL teams go 15 plays on that first drive or the first 15 plays on, on the first, whatever the hell that's called, in the first yeah. quarter, second quarter. Yeah, I basically never made it to 15 plays and I just threw away my cheat sheet and I just <laughs> so all right, who is going to give me the most upside? Because I am so pissed right now. So I got Shane McClanahan. And of course, who's going to give me the most upside? And right here, Alex Verdugo. Wrong. It would have been Cody Bellinger if uh, things fall his way this year. But I decided to go safe with Alex Verdugo. <laughs> At least Verdugo qualifies in all outfield positions, right? Yeah, Verdugo qualifies, and I would I would say that uh, Bellinger be better pick if the shift was banned this year, but that's next year. So I would expect to see Cody Bellinger's ADP go up next year. All righty then. Well, uh, Chris Bassett goes to Juan's team, a decent pick, and then it gets uh, I don't know what happened here, but uh, Luis Castillo, really good pitcher when he's on, but it looks like he has a shoulder injury. Not sure if Shane got the memo. I know Shane's going through some. Uh, off the field stuff. I hope uh, he gets a speedy recovery, if you know what I mean. But uh, I don't know if he missed the memo. He's questionable to start the season. Luis Castillo is because of a shoulder injury. Uh, I mean, Austin, would you have gone with Luis Castillo in this spot or, or some of the other pitchers uh, that I went after not. him? The next pitchers on my board was uh, Trevor Rogers and then Eduardo Rodriguez, I believe. So if I if Trevor Rogers slid down a couple picks, that's who I was going to grab. Yeah, this is the fifth round where I kept adding really good starting pitchers to my uh, – uh, my cue to compliment Shane McClanahan because I like McClanahan's upside. What I don't like is that uh, the Rays are going to have to baby him to get his yeah. um, his arm strength up. But I just I couldn't help with the upside. And right, like I said, I'm going Phil Humit, full Phil Humit here uh, at the World Series of Poker. So I add Trevor Rogers, he's gone. Eduardo Rodriguez, he's gone. And I'm like, oh my god, he's who has access to my goddamn cheat sheets is what I want to know. So I am. Com- well, besides you, man, besides you. Well, Matt Bushnell also has them. That's what I get for uh, sharing my secrets with everybody, right? <laughs> Not that I don't do it on a, every Sunday every Sunday morning with you guys. but <laughs> So I, I just went with old reliable here, Sonny Gray. Not the most exciting pick, but I just needed another pitcher to solidify my rotation because at that point I only had uh, McClanahan, Woodruff, Brandon Woodruff, Jacob DeGrom. And they come with their own question marks as well. Yeah. Uh, Savali, Aaron Savali going to Johnny, but that's a donkey, uh, auto pick. Sorry. Uh, yeah. then I get really interesting pick here by Robert, the commissioner, Jazz Chisholm, um, middle infielder for your Miami Marlins. Yeah, I was, was shocked to see Jazz. I thought he was going to go another round or two before he got picked. And so that this is where my, I was starting to go, Oh crap, who am I going to do next? Because I didn't expect Jazz to get picked up that early. So I was like, Oh man, I don't know what to do now. Um, what were so, the other? second baseman at middle infielders that were available. I think he qualifies at both shortstop and second base, but it looks like there weren't many because uh, no, no middle infielder got picked in the sixth round. Mm, I don't Oh, Brandon Lau. Brandon I mean, Lau was next. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Lau or Jazz Chisholm. Robert saying he's, he had multi-position eligibility and he needed that. Okay. I can, I can, I can, I can get jiggy with that. I'm all right with that. 
was this going to be a Will Smith show today? What's going on? I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's see. So JT Rimuto finally gets drafted, but he's the third catcher off the board, uh, which is. Uh, yeah, I think that's a massive drop, especially where yeah. he went. That's a massive drop for JT Rimuto. Uh, I just could, wasn't ready to draft a catcher then. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait on catcher because I, yeah. I, I think I waited a little too long, but. <laughs> well i mean it, it, i agree with you i, I think uh I, I was comfortable with the idea that yeah listen if, if varsho or kyber ruiz or even alejandro kirk are still available i think i'll be fine yeah uh so we'll, we'll see what happens with my what, the, you haven't selected your catcher yet right is that what you're saying uh, at this point I, at that point at this point i had not selected my catcher and i was the same as you i'm like i'm gonna let Real Muto and Perez and all those guys go, and I'm going to get some other, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to get the most upside with catcher. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just wait until I'm getting to the point where I'm a little uncomfortable and then I'll, <laughs> then I'll get a catcher. So uh, you went with Miles Straw in the next pick, a uh, really good pickup there. I don't know how that's going to translate to a, a points league, but he has, I mean, his on base percentage is pretty respectable. Um, and he makes enough contact where he's not going to strike out a lot, so he's not going to cost you. So it's a nice safe floor, uh, and safe pick bases. there. And a stolen bases, so we get two points for those. Yeah. Mitch Hanniger, <clears throat> Mitch Hanniger, if he's ever healthy, he could be a very productive guy in this league. Uh, same thing with Anthony Rendon. I was surprised that Matt, the White Sox fan, went with Rendon and not with Yoan Moncada because I believe Moncada was still available at this point. Let me double check. Yeah. Um, was he? Yeah. Oh God, fourteenth round. Yeah, Moncada has been dropping a lot in a lot of drafts. He's been going Moncada um, in another draft that I did in a head-to-head categories league. He was my last pick. He was in. He he was still available in the last round. Wow, so, uh, how the mighty have fallen. Once the number one prospect in all the land, now he's just going to White Sox fans. Uh, Steve Carey picked him up in the 14th round. The other White Sox fan in this group. Uh, on to the sixth round, uh, Blake Snell, Giovanni Gallegos. That's a nice pickup there by Tim. Yeah. From, oh, he got back-to-back picks. Uh, Blake Snell and Giovanni Gallo is going to Tim's team in Kansas City. Texas Power Drinkers. That is Shane's team getting Tyler Molly. That's a really good pickup. I was gonna, I was gonna pick him up in this round, but Shane beat me to it. So, uh, White Sox fans, uh, they love Anthony Rizzo now. Now that he's not with the Cubs anymore, he's a Yankee for the next couple of years. <laughs> uh, Scott Barlow. I missed the memo. I didn't realize that. Tim picked them up, but three really good pitchers. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about Blake Snell, but Blake Snell lives up to some of his potential. That might be a real game changer for him. But uh, Scott Barlow was a really, really good pickup uh, here. And I completely missed that he picked them. But of course he picked them because he's a Royals fan. Uh, Seth Beer is an auto pick, but it would have been great if Seth Beer was picked because of his last name. <laughs> It would have been even better if it went to the beer belly mashers. That would have, <laughs> just would have worked. Or the Texas power drinkers. Or, or the Texas out. power drinkers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt's saying that he's second guessing Anthony Rendon. Like, yeah, well, that's what happens when you draft Anthony Rendon. I hope you picked up a backup. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't draft Anthony Rendon, even as an Angels fan. I'm not sure what we're going to get out of him this year. Steven, uh, the, my local White Sox fan here, is saying that with DH eligibility, he likes JT Realmuto, which, hey, I mean, that's the same reason we like uh, some of these other guys like Salvador Perez, because he might DH some more this season. Yasmani Grandal might DH some more. So now we're getting that strategy in the National League with JT Realmuto. Who says that there's no strategy in the National League? Right? 
been proven wrong right now. So <laughs> <laughs> what other comments we got here? Uh, Varsho has center field eligibility. I had him on my list. Yeah, I wanted Varsho in all my drafts. And well, uh, well, you didn't get him in this one because I did not get him in this one because I did. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah, I was pissed off about that too. Not as pissed, <laughs> not as pissed when James picked them in the in the Sunday league, but uh, well, that's because he went like second. <laughs> well, we are in a two two uh, catcher league in the other one, so yeah. Uh, let's see. So that's a good. Now I like the Varsho pick. I I've been liking Bar- Varsho since uh, last year, maybe two years ago. Uh, uh, oh, Logan Gilbert. Yeah, Logan Gilbert is my pick. So that's my backup plan to Tyler Molly getting selected beforehand. So my consolation prize was Logan Gilbert. So hoping that the Mariners don't do more, no more six-man rotations and that they just let this guy just go out there and throw every five days. Josh Bell, that's a really nice pick. I had him on my queue, and then he disappeared. Josh Bell. Yeah, uh, I was running out. That's my pick. I was running out of first base, or there was not very many first basemen's left. I think it was him and Jared Walsh was left. Um, and then after that, it was going to be uh, – it was him and Jared Walsh, and then after that, it was like, oh, Nate Lau was still left, but then it no, that's been, low, that's low, man, Nate Lau or low or yeah, whatever it is. But you know, after that, like it was, <laughs> if I I knew if I didn't get Bell or Walsh at this point, um, or if I didn't get Bell at this point, I was gonna have to wait for a first baseman, and I didn't want to wait for first baseman, so I I picked up Bell. Yeah, I I didn't realize because I I've been known to wait on first baseman, but I didn't realize how much of a luxury it is to get your first baseman out of the way. I did it in the baseball life league with Vladimir Guerrero being a keeper. And I did it in this league with Matt Olson. It's just such a load off your mind. Just yeah. having that first baseman already locked up. Well, I mean, and I, and I also have Paul Goldschmidt. I oh, kept, that's right, Paul, yeah. I, ha- I kept Paul Goldschmidt. So it, it's, and, but I was targeting bell. So yeah. it, it's nice to have Goldschmidt and bell. Yeah. So. Uh, moving on, Wilson Contreras, uh, Justin Turner. I was man, this guy was Justin Turner was on available for a very long time, and yes, he same was. thing. And the same thing happened in the baseball life league. And in the baseball life league, we not only have a third base position, but a corner infield position. And he took a while to get picked up, and it's the same instance here. So I, I, I know why because he's a little bit older. This is a keeper league, younger is always better, but this might be a move that pays off for Robert's uh, team over in texas uh evil empire picks up tyler o'neill that's not a bad pickup yeah. uh I, and uh matt bush i see that he's been listening to the podcast because i what do i keep saying about houston astros pitcher you cannot go wrong with any starting pitcher yeah with the I, I was but even though i was surprised that luis garcia went this because he you know the mock drafts that i was doing and stuff he was not even he was if he was getting drafted, he was getting drafted in one of the last rounds. So yeah, that was kind of a shock to me that he went, but that is a good pickup. I do like that. Yeah. I mean, if you're going for potential alone, it's, it's a good pickup, but it is getting to that point of the draft where you're kind of just throwing out the cheat sheets and just looking for anything to your liking. Um, where at least at this instance, it might've been too early for Bushnell, but it, uh, I'm sorry. It might've been too early for Luis Garcia, but it was just right for Matt Bushnell. Uh, Garcia is on a, is ranked anywhere between 61st and 90th. Let's see. I can't do math here, but uh, he would be my 69th, 69th ranked starting pitcher on my cheat sheet. That's very nice. Michael Kopech. So once again, you know, Michael Kopech was healthy. There was no red cross before Matt Bushnell picked them up. Oh, okay. Not injury related. What's, what's wrong with Michael Kopech? It's, I could, pers- it's personal, I believe. What is he? Michael Jordan? I believe it's personal, personal, personal matters. 
All right. Well, it's the same uh, issues with Jordan Alvarez. All right. You're off the hook this time, Bushnell. But I swear, if something happens to Michael Kopech, I'm going to be so mad at Bushnell. Not that I'm never mad at him now, but <laughs> <laughs> that's round seven. Steven Matz, nice safe pick there by Juan's uh, Yankee Empire. Shamanayan, another safe pick. I can't, and then, I don't know, why is everybody so obsessed with Ryan Mountcastle? I don't get it. I, I don't either. I didn't like that pick. I mean, I, I get the power numbers. He plays at Camden Yards, although they're doing some configurations, so we don't know how that ballpark's going to play from here now. Let um, me could take a, a look at other DH first baseman. Family Reyes was available. Really good pickup by Steve right there. Yeah. Um, who else is there at first base? Let's move on. Yuli Gurriel. I don't know. Yuli mm. Gurriel or Ryan Mountcastle? You tell me. Yeah, I don't know. Yuli Gurriel, he's, he, he'll, he'll give you a batting average. He'll give you some hits, but I don't know. I don't know on that one. I feel like that one's kind of a wash. Who did I have? Let's see here. Ryan Mountcastle is my 16th best uh, first baseman. He qualifies at left field according to my cheat sheet. So um, bu- 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 who are we talking about? Oh, Gurriel. Uh, Yuli yeah. Gurriel disappeared from my cheat sheet. Oh, there he is. 19th ranked. So I guess it would have been what the coin toss. Yeah, but I had Luke, I had Mount Castle seventeenth, and I had Guriel nineteenth. And you also had and Famiel Reyes is my third best DH, but I don't know. I think Reyes Famiel Reyes could have been the uh, high uh, upside guy there. Uh, yeah. Also available were guys like Luke Voigt and uh, Alex Karloff. Um, I don't know. Just Ryan Mount Castle, just the high strikeouts, the low on base percentage. It just I don't know, man. I just don't feel like that stuff translates well, but we'll see. Uh, CJ Crone was also available. I know Crone is hurt, but uh, it's just it's a concussion. I was going to say it's just a concussion, but we know those concussions are very murky. But if he's healthy, I mean, watch out. I mean, he's in Colorado. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back. Uh, what round? Oh, the seventh round. Yeah. Uh, let's quickly move along. And I think we're going to go speed. Uh, we're going to go speed it up a little bit as we move yeah. on. Uh, Dalton Varsho, there it is. That's the probably the pick of the uh, of the night so far, uh, as we everybody's talking about it. Uh, Luis Severino going so wow, that's pretty damn risky even for Matt. Uh, yeah, Severino. I mean, if it works out, it works out. But he's been struggling in spring, and I was gonna I was gonna queue him up, and then I saw that he's been struggling. Ah, oh, forget it. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. Uh, Mike picking up balls out. I'm sorry. <laughs> His team name is Balls Out. Uh, but he's taking a risk with Jack Flaherty. He's gonna. He's willing to wait until May 16th, so to see if his uh, shoulder feels better. Brandon Lau, that, I, that's a hell of a steal there for. Uh, yeah, that's a steal. I, I, I'm okay with Brandon Lau there. I already commended Steve for the Framiel Reyes pick, uh, and uh, Shane. Uh, well, if it works out for Shane, uh, Cody Bellinger might be a thing uh, this yeah. season. If it works out, I mean, Cody Bellinger is still pretty ranked high on my cheat sheet for sure. And I was considering picking him up before I settled on Alex Verdugo. But, uh, yeah, uh, Bellinger might be uh, a something here. And then Cal Quantrill. We, we already talked about Cal Quantrill uh, at nauseum on the other uh, podcast. Uh, I just – is it the last name? Is it because his dad used to pitch? Is that why people love him so much? I don't know. I don't understand the Cal Quantrill love. I mean, waiver wire maybe, but I'm not drafting him. Yeah, I can't even find him on my sheet. Where the hell did he go? I just saw him. Oh, okay, there he is. Uh, so 61 plus 25, that puts him what? 80, 86. Yeah. 86 best pitcher available. 
uh, with plenty of guys in the uh, rank 31st to 60 still available in this draft. So, and William Adamas, uh, I know that Matt Bushnell loves William Adamas, so he picked them up. It served them well last season, and that's going to be his uh, placeholder uh, while Fernando Tatis gets healthy. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, Justin Verlander, eighth round. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Andrew Haney, if, he, if he goes outside. back to Justin Verlander of old, that's a, that's a steal. So of all the starting pitchers on this list, we've got Verlander, Andrew Haney, Ranger Suarez, Mike Clevenger, uh, starting pitchers, I should say, Kyle Gibson. Oh, Kyle Gibson. Uh, who's the worst? Is it Haney or Gibson or somebody else? Haney. <laughs> yeah, right. I watched, a, I watched a, a start the other day, um, or Heaney come out of the bullpen, and he got hammered. Oh, yeah. my God, he got hammered. Um, it was oh, it was a Walker Bueller start. Walker Bueller pitched four innings, gave up like one run or something like that. Andrew Heaney went a third of an inning, gave up six hits and five runs. I was like, and so I want, I'm like, and I remember out loud, I was like, who in the hell is drafting Andrew Heaney? There are so many other good pitchers. Who the hell? I don't know. Well, the answer is uh, the answer is uh, Tim from Kansas City. He's yeah, drafting him. Yeah, nice. Okay, all right, Tim. I, I want to like Andrew Heaney. I have him ranked ahead of Cal Quantrill on this the same cheat sheet. So, <laughs> I, I, technically, technically, according to my cheat sheet, uh, Tim just had a steal because he went ahead. Uh, even though he's ranked ahead of Cal Quantrill, he was able to get him a round later. So, but I want to like him. I really do. But well, I want to like him too because he's a former Angel. But let's yeah. face it here, he, he sucks. Just, uh, uh, Kerry, he, Haney might not even make it out of the rotation this year. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Matt Bushnell liking the Kopech pick. He was to him. It was just a flyer and he's wrapping things up in spring training. Uh, Primo right field wall in Camden yards is moving a lot further back this year. Oh, well, if it's right field, doesn't matter for Ryan Mountcastle. Um, so yeah. Uh, the other thing about Kopech, Matt Bushnell says is you gotta trust the stuff. Okay. Well, I want to trust that he's healthy. That's all I want to know. <laughs> uh, so we talked about Yuli Gurriel. We, uh, Mike Jastrzemski here. Well, Tim had a lot of draft picks in this round. I didn't. Re- I just realized yeah. that. He had three, and uh, I guess Yuli Gurriel was the best pick because Jastrzemski, I would like Jastrzemski, and I think you saw that he's on my second tier of outfielders. But yeah. that Giants team is going to be full of platoons, and Jastrzemski is part of that platoon system. Yeah. So not a big fan, especially considering the other hitters that were available. Josh Donaldson. I would rather have Josh Donaldson over Jess, uh, over Yaz. Uh, Jay Cornworth. We talked about uh, Robert picking a middle infielder because of multiple eligibility. Jay Cornworth. I had him queued up just for that same reason in this yep. around this time. And uh, Houston took him right there. Uh, Taylor Rogers. I, I didn't realize that Taylor Rogers was gone. He just, that was kind of sneaky the way that uh, Juan was able to snatch him up. So good, good, good job on him. The only thing I don't trust about Juan, Taylor Rogers, of course, is that we don't know what the hell the twins are doing with their relief pitching. Situation. I was going to say he's on the twins. So that bullpen is a mess and you don't know how many games they are going to win. So how many saves is, how many save opportunities is he really going to have? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 listen, if, if they go a traditional format, I think Rogers can easily get 30 saves, even on a crappy team, crappy relief, I'm sorry, crappy teams need a closer too. So uh, uh, the other, well, the other questionable relief pitcher was Drew Steckenrider from the Texas Power Drinkers. I would have gone, I would have gone Rogers over Steckenrider. Yeah, same on my end. Uh, but the Mariners are going to do the same thing. So these guys are banking that their closer, that the that the relief pitchers that they picked 
are going to take uh, keep the job for the respective Major League Baseball teams. Uh, so everybody's gone. All the guys that I wanted are gone. So, okay, now's the time for me to pick a catcher. Tyler Stevenson uh, looking – I mean, I, I thought about it over and over again in the Baseball Life League. Maybe instead of Wilson Contreras, I should have drafted Tyler Stevenson. Oh, well, I got him in this league. I like the uh, batting average potential and the high on base percentage potential. Yeah. So hopefully it works out. Oh, I go back-to-back picks here. And, yeah, all my favorite pitchers are gone. So now I'm stuck getting Nathan Ovaldi, who, compared to everybody else that was available, uh, he might be the healthiest, which is saying something. Yeah. Uh, might be healthier than Hyunjin Ryu. Might be healthier than uh, Pablo Lopez. Lopez, man, I want to like Lopez, too. There's something about him that I don't like. I mean, I had him queued up just in case. Yeah, but there's something going on with him that I can't quite put my finger on it. But if he just, you know, is able to show the same control he's shown the last few years or so, um, it might not matter. But I just have a bad feeling about him for this upcoming season. So, right. Uh, Herman Marquez. Oh, come on. <laughs> I feel better about my Nate Iovaldi pick. And then uh, Anthony Descofani, who's an injury risk, but he does play for the Giants. So that's a really good pick by Houston there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I like my Yovaldi pick. Is this? Yeah, this is right around the time. Okay, so let's talk about this here for a second. So now I get to the point where I have like two rounds where I have no picks. <laughs> I am literally sitting here watching all of my players go away for two rounds. I was so mad. And for those of you that are listening, this is my first year in the league, so I took over a team. So I did not have this choice. I did not choose to give away all these picks. I'm just sitting here. It is a tough feeling to sit there and watch all the players that you've got queued up. Just ding, 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 just go away. Oh, man, it's, it's yeah, that it was it was no fun. Well, uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Primo is making a correction. It's Ken. I believe he's talking about Ken the Yards. He meant left field, not right field. So uh, if the, so the changes are being made, then maybe Ryan Mountcastle does not benefit unless he starts hitting the opposite way. Uh, Robert, our commissioner, is bragging that he got all the good closers. Primo saying, I don't that think so, Tim. Because I got class A. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Seiza Suzuki going to Primo. That's a really good pick there. I like that one. I'm not, I'm not sure about Suzuki. I don't trust – if you've been looking at the – players from the Asian market that come over from to the United States. Usually if they, if they are good, it takes them a year or two. So I'm not sure I like the Suzuki pick here. Well, I do. I think in the ninth round, a guy who plays like I mean, he said, it says right field here. I think he qualifies at center field. I thought, let me see. Oh, right field. I thought he was at center field. Oops. Well, regardless, I mean, you're at the ninth round, you're not asking too much from him at this point. If he can get you what, 15-15, like home runs and stolen bases, that's a win. Get to 20-10, that's a win. If you get to 18-9, and nine, that's a win. Anything like uh, Suzuki can get you, uh, along with uh, with a lot, you know, the, 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 the stereotype with those Japanese uh, hitters are that they like to slap the ball around a lot yeah. to the opposite field. So good batting average kind of translates to points leagues. So it might uh, this might be something. This might be... This might be a, a really uh, good potential pick here. And it'll, all it cost was a ninth round pick. So yeah. that's not too bad. Uh, Matt Bushnell saying that his favorite pick was Joe Barlow. Joe Barlow. The one thing I like about Joe Barlow, not to be confused with Scott Barlow, I wonder if they're brothers. Anyway, is that it looks like Barlow is going to be closing for the Rangers and there's no threat. But uh, so far, Barlow doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. Last year, he only had a K9 of 8.38. 
strikeout per nine innings. And a lot of his peripherals show that that 155 ERA, major fluke, big time fluke. Uh, and then what's his, uh, yeah, 24.3 strikeout rate, 10.8 walk rate. So yeah, he, uh, yeah, he might, he might be in for a rude awakening this year for the Rangers, but we'll see. I mean, the Rangers, everybody's uh, excited for the Rangers. So maybe I'm wrong. Ryan McMahon going to Houston. Seeing, oh, back-to-back third baseman with uh, Tim getting Matt Chapman. I got Camilo Duvall, even though I don't like the situation in, with the Giants. I just look around. There's no more closers. Because apparently Robert took them all. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I went with Camilo Duvall, and I hope that he gets the uh, – that he shuts down the closers role. I think he should. And uh, Jake McGee uh, not being able to use the sticky stuff like Sean was alluding to last week and also um, – the Giants may be utilizing him as a lefty specialist coming out of the bullpen, and Duvall is more of the traditional closer. That's what I'm thinking on. Uh, a little bit of a homer pick, but compared to Camilo Duvall, at least we know that the Phillies will go with Corey Knievel, right? Right? Yeah. It's last I checked. Oops. God damn it. Keep flipping that thing on. Keep. I don't mean to show pictures of my baby. I, I do apologize. <laughs> I keep uh, wanting to open up a new screen here. Um, what's next? Uh, uh, we talked about CJ Grown. Oh, so I'll look at Primo. Corey Knebel and CJ Crone back to back. That's pretty damn solid, man. That's really good. Yeah, I like that's that. That's solid. Those are solid picks. Hell of a luxury to have there. Pablo Lopez, we talked about. He may or may not be a good or bad thing. Chris Taylor, that's we talk about Swiss Army knives. That's a really good one. And Chris Taylor. Somebody asked me if I would rather have Tommy Evan or Chris Taylor. And I basically asked, I responded by saying, just depends what you need. But Chris Taylor is as steady as they come. But the thing I don't like about him, the Dodgers, they move everybody around and give everybody long-term breaks. And it's just a disaster for fantasy purposes. All right. We got seven more rounds to go after this 10th round. Adalberto Mondesi um, going in the 10th round to balls out over in uh, Southern California. Um, what do you think? It's a points league. Do you think uh, Mondesi, uh, his production translates well in a points league? Um. Well, it's hard to say whether he translates to a points league or not because he's never on the field. Um, But, you know, it's funny because I was thinking – I saw Mondesi on the board, and I'm like, you know what? I might – I was thinking about possibly drafting him at at this low. I didn't want to draft him high because that's too high of a price for somebody that gets injured as much as he does. Um, But I thought about it here. So I can see – I can see the reasoning behind the pick, so – uh, let's see here. Who's next? Eduardo Escobar. Uh, <laughs> we talked about Eduardo Escobar at nauseum on Sunday show. Um, I can tell you, Steven's not a Mets fan. I can tell you that much. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Primo's calling me out because he calls Suzuki a slap hitter. Like, I don't know. I, I, I it's spring training. I don't want to take too much stock in it. Whatever he did in Japan. We all know that major league baseball is, has been known to come kind of humble these guys a little bit. I'm just saying if at the very worst, he's just a slap hitter. I mean, that's a, that's a win. If he can, uh, you know, translate that into a good batting average, according to fan graph step chart, um, fan graph step charts, uh, projections, uh, they have them listed even steamer too. So let's go with steamer projections. Steamer projections, uh, has Suzuki, hitting for a 287 batting average, a 387 on base percentage with a 533 slug uh, to go along with 29 home runs and nice stolen bases. If he gets a 287 batting average and, and only gets the 19 or 14 home runs that some of these other uh, projection, uh, uh, these other projections have him as, that's not too shabby. 19 home runs with a 280 batting average, 
come on. That's what I mean. I'm just talking about even at, 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 the, at the lowest floor in terms of the home run power, that's still pretty damn good because he's going to get you adding, batting average, which means he's going to get you singles. And, and even, even at a four, let's say he gets a 450 slugging percentage. That's a lot of doubles too. So that's why I like that pick. Assuming that the home run uh, power doesn't translate to the big leagues. I mean, 29 home runs from, from a Japanese player uh, uh, coming into his rookie season. But you know what? 30 home runs for a rookie in, in general is lofty expectations. Imagine one that's coming from another country. So, hey, as a Cubs fan, I don't care. Let him hit the 30 home runs. I'll, I'd be good with that too. Zach Gallen, people keep giving him chances, and all he does is get hurt. Gallen, uh, questionable for the start of the season with a shoulder injury, so I stayed away. Lourdes Gurriel goes to Stevens' team. Kyber Ruiz, we talked about him going to Primo's team. So, uh, yes. Oh, I was going to pick him in this why? round. I was so mad. I, I meant to ask, why are you insisting on getting two catchers? in this league, in a points league like this. I just, I, with the fact that catchers don't play as often as everybody else, I feel like I needed another catcher to, to kind of, to get as many, as, as many points as I can from that position. So I was really hoping to get Kybert Ruiz, but it didn't work. And then I was hoping to get Mitch Garver. That didn't work either because Mitch Garver went next. So I was like, God damn it. So at that point I was like, well, there's no point in getting catchers. Um, so I, I mean, you see my, I went down a little bit. Oh, that was the next thing. So this is where I was like, screw it. Cause I had Kybert Ruiz and I was like, okay, I'll get Mitch Garver. And then he went away and I was like, well, shit. Uh, well, I guess I'll get Badu then. Cause Badu, <laughs> Badu fell quite a bit down. And then Badu gets picked next. So I'm like, son of a bitch. Why? So, you know, I started looking at my roster and went, well, I need another starting pitcher um, to fill out my roster. So, and the next best starting pitcher was John Gray. So I went with John Gray there. It's not too bad. Not the best, but it's not too bad. It's adequate no. enough. So, yeah, especially this late. And he's going to get uh, the number one role in Texas. That might not be too bad for you. Yeah. Uh, it means he's going to get an extra start there, here and there. We do count for innings pitch, and uh, no one's going to baby John Gray. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Hendricks going to Houston's team. Uh, wow, how the mighty have fallen. Remember last year when people were giving me shit for drafting Kevin Gossman over Kyle Hendricks? Yeah. Well, look who was right all along. Uh, <laughs> this guy right here. Don't doubt me, shitheads. Lance McCullers, that was a questionable pick. Uh, yeah, because he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. But, uh, hey, listen, I think Mike drafted Jake Flaherty as well. Yeah. So uh, it might work out. It might work out for him in the long run. Yeah. Listen, man, injured players are nothing but minor league prospects. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, you picked up uh, former NBA player Matt Barnes. Yeah. As, your as your relief pitcher. Wow, that's yeah. pretty risky. Yeah, he was another one. Again, um, I kind of looked around. I told you this. Uh, my weakness in a draft is I forgot. I forget about my relief pitching, and that's what happened here. I was so busy trying to get – you know, fill out my hitting lineup that I forgot that I needed relief pitching as well. So I looked around and went, Oh crap, there isn't really any left. So hey, I figured listen, man, you don't really need relief pitching. You just need your starting pitchers to go lights out and just get, you know, seven innings every single game to survive. That's all. That's all. You could do that. Right. With your starting yeah. pitching. Yeah. All yeah. right. Championship. Yeah. Here he comes. <laughs> First season in there too. Uh, yeah, but after after a while, I think after I got picked up Camilo Duvall, I just gave up on relief pitchers because I got to a point where every relief pitcher that I wanted 
they were in competition with somebody else uh, yeah. for the respective Major League Baseball team. So I went with Joe Ryan in the 10th round with the last pick of this uh, 10th round. Uh, I, I talked about Joe Ryan. We talked about Joe Ryan at nauseum throughout this offseason. So, uh, you know, what he lacks in strikeouts, he makes up for in uh, uh, decent uh, craft and really good control. Marcus Stroman going to Mike's team. Marco Gonzalez. So we got two back to back soft tossing uh, pitchers, relatively speaking. Tristan Casas, uh, the prospect from the Red Sox, going to Tim's team. So now he's scrambling for some young talent. Houston going with Hunter Renfro. You going with Dylan Carlson. That's an interesting pick. And I finally got my third baseman, Heimer Candelario, over Yoan Mancada, over Brian Hayes. Who else was available at that time? So I just said, all right, you know what? I am not. I, I Usually I let the rest of the league pick for me at this point. But you know what? I like. I like Candelario in the Baseball Life League. I like him in this league as well. So we'll we'll go with that. Marcel Azuna. See, if I if I didn't have all these outfielders already set on my team, I probably would have picked Marcel Azuna here too. Uh, and I think even Primo was going, hey, if you don't pick him, I'm picking him. And I, I honestly thought he meant Heimer Candelario, so I picked Candelario. No, but he meant Marcel Azuna. So with my next pick, because uh, I picked after him, I just will Jerry Kalenic. So a couple of guys I couldn't give up on, Kristen Yelich yeah. and Jerry Kalenic. Yeah, now that I look at it, you know, he was Carlson was one that I was kind of debating, and I and I thought, do I go Kalenic? Do I go Ozuna? Now that I'm looking at it, I probably, if I had to do it again, I probably would go Kalenic over Carlson. But well, well, would would you have gone with an enema or a Kalenic? (laughs) Some of the comments here are read some of these comments here. Uh, Primo's just letting you know that this is a weekly league, not a daily league. Oh, well. How much time do you have with us uh, there, Austin? Uh, I have a few more minutes, about 10. All right, just hey, if you got to go, you got to go. I'll finish up. We're almost done here, but I just want to read yeah. the comments here. Uh, Kerry, now, listen to this. I go zero closers every year in this league. So you can follow his, you know, follow his lead, whatever. But Robert wants to mention that the right closers, that's the key. Well, yeah, but you know what the problem here, Austin, is we talk about it all offseason long. All these teams are going to go with the – why have a ninth-inning guy when you just use your best relief pitcher to uh, – in your highest leverage situations? And yeah. I think a lot of these teams have picked up on it. That's why uh, in our league, in our Baseball Life League, any pick any relief pitcher, whatever relief pitcher, they're going to get um, a reward. You're going to reward your team. Yeah. But in this league, if you don't get those saves, you're screwed. That's why we need to uh, institute holds in this league once and for all, damn it. Uh, and then uh, Robert wants to know wants us to know that Marcel Azuna effed him last year. Well, who told you to pick up someone with domestic violence issues, right? <laughs> should have known. Should have known. You should have known that there was something going on. Do your homework next time. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Steven picks up uh, Adalas Garcia, which I'm kind of a uh, hit or miss on uh, this year. Uh, I like the county stats potential. I don't like anything else about him. And he's also yeah. nearing his 30. So I'm always worried about guys who break out this late. Right. In your career, so we'll see if that works out for him. Is Adolis Garcia really thirty years old? I don't remember. No, I thought wasn't he, was. he just a rookie last year? Yeah, but he's an old rookie. Yeah, he's gonna, uh, he's going to be twenty nine. He's going to be twenty nine this year. Oh so. wow, that's yeah. shocking. Okay. Yeah, John Means going to Shane's team. Brendan Rogers going back to Primo. See, that's a really good pick. I was uh, targeting him, but I decided to hold off on. Yeah, this is right when all of the people I was targeting was starting to go, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is where my cheat sheet goes out the window," and I just start picking whoever's the best and wherever I need to fill in my spots here. 
Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brendan Rogers. Oh, we talked about Noah Syndergaard. So that's another Mike, uh, Mike special. He's picking up another injured pitcher to <laughs> round out his, uh, his, uh, his team there. Uh, let's see here. What else do we need? Uh, I got to take care of some things uh, there. Austin, can you read off the rest of the names if you have time, please? Yeah. So in round 12 there, uh, you had uh, uh, two auto picks there, Marcelo Mayer, which is actually, uh, I guess, you know, it's young talent, but not quite sure how that's going to go. And then Colton Wong uh, goes next, who yeah. I think that was actually a pretty good pick. Um, pretty good pick there by the computer. Uh, I think Colton Wong is going to be kind of a sleeper. Um, and then the Texas Power Drinkers go third and get Alejandro Kirk, another yeah. sleeper that I think is going to be pretty good. Uh, Mac Attack goes with uh, Jesus Aguilar in the fourth pick of the 12th round. And then this is another guy I was going to start to – um, target and uh, Shane Baz goes fifth in this round. Then you have Jesus Lazardo. Uh, Felipe goes with uh, Houston pitcher Christian Javier. Yeah, and he was he was excited, but this whole time I was sitting here going, "Don't you do it? Don't you do it?" He picked it up. I went, "Yes," and then I picked up O'Neill Cruz. Oh yeah, no, uh, I wanted to, but uh, I thought better. Yeah, I I I just I he was another one that I wanted to pick that I that I was targeting and uh he was that was the round that I was that I was going to target him so you know I was I knew you liked him and I was really scared that you were going to pick him up in this round so yeah. um and then uh Houston Steelers pick up Trevor Bauer um hoping you know in hopes that he plays this year um Casterville Crushers pick up Jose Urquidy uh then the Evil Empire picks up Tristan McKenzie and then to round out the Round out, uh, rounded out the uh, TMT Dynamite pickup picks up uh, relief pitcher Andrew Kittredge. Yeah, man, uh, some interesting picks here. I mean, it is late in the, the draft. We got uh, we did 17 rounds. We're in the round 12th already. Um, <clears throat> Shane Baz, I, I would have done it, but I don't know. The, he's saying that he's hurt uh, with an elbow injury. So that was I, why I ultimately decided not to pick him up because he's out till May. But Primo getting ballsy as he normally does in this league, so good for him. Jesus Lazardo, excuse me, post hype sleeper. Uh, Christian Javier, the I was excited, but the one problem there is that he might be starting on the bullpen. I didn't care. I wanted the upside, and and hopefully he does start. Uh, Jose Arquiti is another guy I like. Trevor Bauer, oh god, um, you talk about risky as hell here. Uh, expected to be out on at least until April 17th, so we'll see. I really don't think he plays. I don't think so either. They got to make an example out of this guy, but we'll see. I mean, it's 50 50 as far as I'm concerned, yeah, more 54 45. And then the other one percent is just me drinking. Uh, Jose Arquiti, <laughs> uh, I like him as well. You can't go wrong with a Houston Astros starting pitcher, Tristan McKenzie from the Guardians, like you mentioned, and uh, Andrew Kittrich. Um, see, McKenzie's okay. I just his. His thin frame really concerns me. It, it, yeah. Normally, I don't care about that, but it's clearly uh, affected him. So I don't know if he needs to pound more burgers or drink more beers or more hot dogs, as John Crock would say. And, of course, Kitrich, uh, timesharing with uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. So, Yeah, I don't like – I don't like Tampa relief pitchers because you never know if they're going to be openers, if they're going to close, if they're going to pitch in the fourth inning. You never know where they're going to be. So I don't like drafting Tampa. The only, the only Tampa relief pitcher I liked drafting was Diego Castillo. Oh, yeah. Now he's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's with the Mariners. He's with or the no, Mariners. Is he with the Mariners? Yeah, yeah, he should be right. He got traded to the Mariners. Oh, okay. 
Uh, who's next on the agenda there? Uh, oh, well, <laughs> we say with Matt Bush and we got Joe Barlow. So uh, he, interesting uh, strategy with the closers there, uh, knowing well that uh, we were running out of relief pitchers. So uh, Gary Sanchez, <laughs> He, former now that the now that he's no longer a Yankee, Yankee fans want him. I think Gary, oh no, Gary Sanchez did not go to a Yankee fan in the baseball life league. Uh so let me see here. What else we got? Jake McGee. We just talked about Jake McGee earlier uh in the show. Mike Zunino, Castroville. Uh was that his first catcher? I'm not sure. Uh Robert, who was the did, didn't you pick a catcher before this, or was this your first catcher? I don't know. Because you got Varsho, right? I got Varsho. Okay. Alex Wood, that's a really good pick. I was thinking about it. I probably would have maybe gone here, but then Glavar Torres was also available. So that's an interesting uh, selection there, man. Glavar Torres, I got him in the Baseball Life League. I got him in this league as well. Uh, we talked about those Swiss Army knives that we wanted at middle infield. Torres is not that guy yet, but if he's going to be starting at second base with the Yankees, I have myself my second base and my shortstop uh, infielder um, to uh, – kind of spell what's his face uh boba shut and jonathan india yeah back to back this is very interesting primo man I, I gotta i gotta say he always makes very interesting picks and this year is no different zach granke and carlos carrasco where most of us are thinking let's go young or uh, let's go with the right situation my guy primo goes nah i want 35 year olds on my team because i can <laughs> rely on them zach granke carlos carrasco they don't need to be babied at this point right yeah i uh not sure the Carrasco pick, not quite sure. Granky, I like a little more just because he's now in KC, which is a little, you know, Kaufman's a big stadium. Um, but I'm still not quite sure about those picks. I mean, Granky, he's he's dependable, but at the end of last season, he was getting rocked. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then Adam Duvall, I was really kind of surprised by. Um, Mark Melanson really dropped, I think in this one and um you know even though he is a closer he's on arizona how many save opportunities is he really going to get um then you got dj lemayhew and charlie blackman to round him out all right well you saw that matt bushnell snuck into the program he couldn't help himself matt say a couple of syllables make sure your audio is working a couple of syllables there you go that's more than <laughs> a couple uh matt this is austin austin this is matt so matt <laughs> Hey, Austin. I'm very familiar with your work, sir. Nice job drafting. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you know, he got my cheat sheet, so it's really me drafting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just everybody gets my spreadsheets at this freaking point. Um, <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, Zachary, Adam Duvall going to Steve's team, Mark Melanson going to Shane's team, and then balls out Mike's team, uh, getting a couple of uh, players associated with the Colorado Rockies and DJ LeMahieu and Charlie Blackman. Um, you talk about just getting reliable veterans, I guess. I guess. I don't know. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it's... I don't, I don't know, like the DJ LeMahieu pick because yeah. now he's going to be kind of a platoon. He doesn't really have a place. Yeah. You know, you have um, Chapman. Is it Chapman at, uh, at uh, third? Donaldson. 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 Third. You have Donaldson at third. You have Glaber Torres at, at, at short. Um Who's playing? Somebody else is playing second now. You got Anthony Rizzo over there at first. DJ LeMahieu is the one that gets pushed out. Yeah. So I don't, I don't like the DJ LeMahieu pick here. I don't think he's going to get enough playing time to warrant that. Well, you never know, man. I mean, it, it, one of these guys that you mentioned could get hurt. I mean, Donaldson, 
for real, he can be hurt or Taurus might not, I hope not, but I, Taurus might end up not uh, playing up to par and he might be the biggest disappointment. That means that the Cubs won that Aroldis Chapman deal. Like I've been saying all along. Cause that's it, man. For the Yankees, that's it. That's all they got is Clay Bartors. They got four prospects and all they got is Clay Bartors and they can't wait to run out of town. It looks like, all right, let's move on to the 14. But before we talk about it, uh, uh, Matt, what do you think of uh, this draft this year? You know, I, I heard the stuff about my keepers and I tried to base this off potential. I talked about it a lot. Everyone knew. I mean, you'd have to be kind of silly not to think that I wasn't going to take Aaron judge number one. Yeah. But seeing how it goes, I mean, I wanted Giovanni Gallegos as my closer as the primary guy. And he goes like a couple of picks right before I go. And then I'm like, you know what? I I just got to take guys with stuff, guys that can get people out. Uh, Barlow probably being the exception on that list and then Cobb later on in the draft. But there were just so many guys that I had in my queue that were just going, like Austin said, one, two, three. And I had, I don't think I had a pick between the eighth, ninth, and I think I picked the last pick in the 10th round. So close to 36 picks without getting to pick a player. So it was tough trying to fill some holes, but you know, I felt with Luis Robert, I think CBS is underestimating his point total. Mm. They have him at 482. And then I have Judge and Eloy in my other outfield spots. <laughs> and I had Marte tabbed for second base. That was the second baseman I wanted. So I, I, I love my first picks. The Tatis injury screwed me. That's why I went Willie Adamas in the seventh round. Yeah. So overall, pretty happy. All right. Well, I mean, all things considered, you should be happy. Uh, but uh, let's go, move on to the 14th round then. Uh, oh, I, God. I am going to have to go. Austin, thank you so much for accommodating me, and uh, congratulations on your first uh, draft in this league. Thanks, man. Appreciate we'll talk it. talk later. Yeah, yep. Congratulations, right. Austin. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. And that's Austin. For those in the league who don't know him, that's who he is. He is a teacher from Southern California, and he's single, ladies. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Mike goes back to back to back to back picks. Stop trading with this guy. Seriously. All right. So <laughs> And then what does he do? He picks up two veterans up here, right? DJ LeMahieu and Charlie Blackman. And then he picks yeah. up uh, Joe Adele and Kavan Vigios. Kavan Vigios is so unspectacular for me. By the way, Robert says that my since I picked up Christian Javier, that my team is now frozen per commissioner rules. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the podcast uh, is in trouble here, Matt. Uh, but Joe yeah, Adele is an interesting pick. Um, uh, I guess let's just talk about it. Let's, let's put the spotlight on Mike. All those four picks I just mentioned, LeMahieu, Blackman, Adele, and Kavan Vigio. Who's your favorite? Adele. I Hello. I'm not a big believer in Vigio in a points league because yeah. to me he's like Nick Madrigal. You know, he's going to get you a bunch of singles. Um, so not a huge fan of that. Not a lot, not enough point upside on that. I think DJ DJ LeMahieu is kind of double dipping on the Gavin Biggio train there. Because yeah. LeMahieu's going to hit for a nice average. He'll probably get 20 homers if he gets enough at bats. But with them getting IKF or IFK, I, I'm not going to try to butcher that name. But the Yankees, it might be Torres the odd man out or LeMahieu. I, I get a lot of Dodger vibe with the Yankees infield. Yeah. So it's kind of, for me, it was stay away. Adele's interesting because he was supposed to be this shot out of a cannon superstar for them. 
right. their right field answer with Trout. And that kind of turned into the Otani sideshow last year. So to me, Adele, if he can cut down on the swing and miss, and he's got 40 homer potential, I really like that pick for a low, you know, low risk, high reward type of deal here. Well, uh, Adele is one of those guys I'm, I'm always going to have him on my radar, but outfield is so deep and outfield yeah. prospects in general are so deep that he really gets lost in the shuffle, but Mike won't forget because he's an Angels fan and uh, he's always uh, looking out for him. So uh, let's move on. Uh, Shane with Tyke Scooball. Uh, oh, wow. So uh, we mentioned this earlier, right? Steven, the other White Sox fan, goes with Juan Mancata. So how did you feel not getting Mancata back? I was okay with it. I, I just, I don't trust the, the numbers with him. He strikes out too much. He's too patient. If this was 2019 Mancata, who was more aggressive on first pitch and second pitch, strikes in the zone mm-hmm. i would be okay with it but he's just too damn patient and it's j- just not enough upside in the points league and i know a lot of people point you know us white Sox fans always say well you know he's got this f war but his defense is really good mm-hmm. that's what really kind of values makes his value go up but fantasy baseball i had no interest in him this year yeah, I had a chance to get him, and I, I picked Heimer Candelario, who plays in a, in a pitcher-friendly ballpark, traditionally speaking. I went with him over Yamankara. So yep. I, it's it's really a, a case of the high the mighty have fallen. This guy was the number one prospect at one point in his life, and now he's someone that nobody wants to touch. He's in Cabrian Hayes territory at this point. By the way, yeah. Robert uh, – sorry, but Robert, I just want to point out that Robert says that those were four bad picks by Mike uh, from Ball's Out team right there. So not a fan, he says. Not a fan, thumbs down. But uh, let's move on. Tanner Hook goes to Jersey. Primo. Primo getting, snatching him up. And I believe everybody liked that pick when it was made. Uh, Johnny, that's another auto pick. So we're not going to criticize too much Brandon Nemo. Uh, we talked about Brandon Nemo because we have a Mets fan who is on this podcast regularly, except for today. Bailey Oper. So Bushnell, as you know, I love me some <laughs> Minnesota Twins this year. So that I, once again, I, even in this league, I snatch up three fifths of the Twins' starting rotation, and I am good with that. Uh, what's next? Austin goes with Nate Low because uh, my spreadsheets told him to get Nate Low. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Zach Plesac, Lorenzo Kane, Mark Canna, and Alex Cobb. Um, man, I'm sorry, dude. I don't like any of these picks here <laughs> outside of Nate Low, but Plesac, Kane, Canna, and Cobb. Uh, I, I guess I got to ask you, who's your favorite from this uh, bottom barrel here? I I have to go Plezak, I think, because I, I think there's a little bit of proof there. I mean, obviously, I'm a little biased to Cobb just because he pitches in San Francisco. Yeah. But, you know, I think Plezak pitching against the Royals, who, you know, might have an improved lineup there kind of. It really depends on what happens with Bobby Witt Jr., um, Minnesota's lineup got worse this off season and during the middle of last season with trading Nelson Cruz. So I'm not a big believer in that lineup. The Tigers with Baez, high strikeout guys with him and Badu. I, I do like Badu a lot because I drafted him, but you know, j- just a lot of K's there and you yeah. know a lot of free swingers. So I, I think Plezak will be able to eat in the AL Central a little bit. All right, uh, let's move on to the 15th round. We're almost there, Bushnell. We're almost there. So you go Alex Cobb, and then you went Brandon Belt, back-to-back Giants players. I was thinking Brandon Belt uh, in the other league, but then 
at the last minute, I saw that he was platooning. Is that a concern for you for Brandon Belt? And he's also on the older side in a keeper league. Yeah, I mean, I've had Brandon Belt a couple of years off and on, usually picked him up. Um, with having Andrew Vaughn and Jose Abreu, this is like a low risk buy for me, you know, just because I don't want to see him in waivers right now. Right. Uh, so just having him as an available option in case I need it, um, especially with the day we drafted, Andrew Vaughn gets her hip pointer. And I'm like, I may have to get a backup second baseman because mm-hmm. I was going to think Vaughn and Tatis are going on the IL on my roster. But um, seeing Belt there kind of was like, it makes a lot of sense. I, I like the value a lot. Uh, Kiki Hernandez going to the Yankees fan. Uh, Chris Flexen going to Robert's team. That's not too bad. That's, re- that's really nice. No, that's a good pick. Uh, Joey Vato. Uh, that's okay. Uh, and of course, because uh, Austin has my spreadsheets, <clears throat> he picks up <laughs> Drew, Drew Rasmussen. And I, I put him on my queue and just leaves. Gone from the queue. Jamison Tyone, not a fan. Thumbs down, Mike. Thumbs down. How, that's really bad. Yeah. I, I get the appeal, right? Former hotshot prospect from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Maybe one, and he plays on a decent team. He's going to get the wins, but he's also playing in a very hitter friendly ballpark. Um, it, it's like the more I look about, the more I look at him, the more I think about him, the more, the less I want him on my team. So, yeah, no, uh, that's not a well, good pick there, Mike. Yeah, and you take a look at the rosters he's going to be pitching against. I mean, the Blue Jays just pound the living hell out of the baseball. And then you also got the Red Sox with Story, Bogarts, J.D. Martinez. You know, that's not going to be a fun lineup. And this guy, he he struggles to stay in the strike zone. And if he stays in the strike zone, it gets hit hard. So not a huge fan of him. So, yeah, I got command issues there uh, that's uh, plaguing him. Uh, But, yeah, it's a Pirates, uh, former Pirates prospect that does no good. Uh, Brandon Crawford, so another Giant. So th- this is where all the Giants players are getting picked up. But then again, it, it goes to Johnny. Uh, so that may have been a that may have been an auto pick. I don't know. It was uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Primo getting Gregory Soto, which uh, one of the rare uh, primary closers, traditional closers that were still available. Unfortunately, he plays with the Tigers, and unfortunately, he's Gregory Soto. Yep, that's the joke. Last place team in that division. Well, either <laughs> them or the. No, it's Please gonna be the Guardians. Royals. No, it's the Royals. Uh, Royals, uh, just too many question marks. I like the Tigers this year. Not not to do anything, just at least to be pesky, be a thorn on people's sides this year. Um, but I just don't like Gregory Soto that way. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, nice pickup there. If Gonsolin can show that he still can throw with high heat and can show that his arm has strong enough to be a starting pitcher, so we'll see. Patrick Sandoval, that might be the pick of the of this round here. Patrick Sandoval is very underrated. Um, so he might surprise some folks this year. The one thing I don't like about him is that he plays with the angels and the angels have a six man rotation. Uh, Lou Trevino, uh, another decent pickup, but it's the same issue I have with some of these other closers this late in the draft lacks strikeouts. And we don't know what the A's are going to do this year. Uh, they might trade him for a bucket of balls. I don't know. Pavin Smith. We talk about him. That's one of Sean, my, my usual podcast partner. That's Sean's one of his favorite players. But I don't know what he brings to the table, and especially in a points league, I just don't get it. I don't get the appeal. I mean, he's a doubles hitter with not any home run power, really. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I, I just if if I'm getting a corner infielder, whether it be third base or first base, I need some home runs being produced. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. 
uh, all right. So that's the uh, 16th round. I swear to God, we're almost done. We're almost done. Uh, oh, balls out has back-to-back picks. I swear. Stop trading to this guy. Golly. Uh, Josiah Gray and Emilio Pagan. Uh, so it's to the point where if you're going to get a relief pitcher, you, you got to take a risk and see if some of these guys, uh, so if some of these guys uh, end up, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, end up closing for some, for the respective teams. Uh, the Padres have a lot of depth at their bullpen, but that's not necessarily a good thing for fantasy purposes. And Josiah Gray, very unproven uh, prospect. Well, not a prospect anymore, but very unproven pitcher. So he's about to go and pitch his first full season for the Na- Nationals. We'll see if that gamble pays off, but that's a little bit too risky for me, even this late in the draft. Huascar Yanoa, I like him, but there's always something off about him that I don't like about him. So I let Shane get him in this uh, in this portion of the draft with Jared Walsh. That's a really good pickup by Steven. So that's yeah. like the umpteenth time I've said that about Steven. So <laughs> he had oh. a good draft. No, screw that guy. <laughs> no, the, man. He, the he goal, had a really good draft. The goal was to shit on him, and he's just making me angry. Uh, you say Kikuchi, I say Kakachi. Primo. <laughs> I draft. hate that pick. I hate that yeah? pick. So <laughs> Why? Much. What's wrong with that pick? I just don't trust him. He pitched in a big ballpark in Seattle, right? And really, what, a high three ERA, especially out west, with not a whole lot of thumpers outside of the Astros. He got 19 games against the Astros. Now he's going to the AL East, pitching against the Yankees, Red Sox. I mean, the Rays are always, you know, will put one on you in a hurry. And I think the Orioles are on the come up. I really like that Orioles lineup. So, to me, you know, I think it's going to get exposed. I see a high four ERA with this guy. All right. Yeah, I, I don't trust them either. Um, I mean, it, it's good uh, depth for the Blue Jays. But, yeah, he's going from a cushy situation with Seattle, and now he's, uh, yeah, like you said, it's, it's like a Thunderdome every week over in uh, uh, Toronto. Robert Suarez. <laughs> he, so look at Look at Mike here. Goes Emilio Pagan and Robert Suarez. These are two guys that are going to uh, fight for that closers role in San Diego. So you, won't, you know what that means. These are just throwaway picks. He's going to drop them, and then he's going to turn them into two-star pitchers when the first week of the season starts. So maybe that's well, the secret. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if you're going to take that logic, then, I mean, obviously Craig Kimbrell's got to be on your radar for a guy to pick. Right. Because he's going to, they have to trade him. I mean, this is not going to work with the White Sox. So you got to figure the Padres or the Dodgers, one of those teams will end up with Kimbrell. And that could change the closer situation for both teams. Uh, Yeah. A lot of things uh, in the air. Uh, This lockout really messed up things uh, from a fantasy perspective because uh, we're still trying to figure out who's going to close. And we had a good idea before the lockout was uh, finally, finally ended. Then once the lockout ended, finally we get these question marks that were not question marks about a month ago, two months ago. And now everybody's scrambling. Everybody's trying to figure out who's closing, who's not closing. And uh, it, it's been very frustrated. Suddenly it got it got super thin and, and uh, shame on me for not uh, spotting that situation right away. But uh, at any rate, we move on to Travis Darno. He goes, oh, again, why was he insisting on getting two catchers? I, well, he explained that still didn't make any sense why Austin went with two catches. I, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> you know what to say. If you don't have two, you have none. Uh, boy, well, he'll learn. He'll learn. Young Austin will learn. Reed Detmers uh, going to Houston's team. So 
that's not too bad. But I like yeah, that pick. yeah, it's still a young prospect pitcher. Hard to trust those guys. Dansby Swanson going to Robert's team. Oh, Lord. Juan, the Yankees fan from Illinois. Tyler, Glasnow. I don't know about that, man. Like, I know I, it's a. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I thought about it too. He was on my list, but I just. If a pitcher's going to be out for one to two weeks to start the season, that's one thing. But to be missing a, a large chunk of the first eight weeks, I just I couldn't pull the trigger on it. Steven says he'll take my compliments. Okay. Yeah, compliment this. <laughs> um, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm just iffy on glass now. I mean, he's got the stuff, but Tampa, I mean – I don't know. I have to see if they if the if if he ends up going somewhere else. I just don't know on him. All right. Uh, yeah. Even in a keeper league like this one, uh, it, it's just it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, no. Juan liked them enough to pick him up, so uh, we'll see if he. It says September first, so we'll see if it actually happens. Uh, and then the last pick, Corey Kluber. I gotta say that that Corey Kluber that was a really good pickup. I was thinking about him too uh, in this stage of the draft and. Um. It didn't work out for me, but it worked out for you. That's that's and with the Tampa Bay Rays getting Kluber and maybe uh, you know re reinvigorating him a little bit, that might be a real good steal. And then you can't help yourself, can you, Oscar <laughs> Oscar Colas? Uh, okay, so obviously, what is this? You were inspired by the spring training games that were going on in Arizona. There, what's going on? I had him in my queue, and I had to go to the bathroom really bad. So I was just like, all right, just hit draft. <laughs> I really had to go to the bathroom. I was about to pee on myself. So yeah, that, I, that's I, that's behind the coldest pick. That, that, that's actually uh, what I told my bartender the other night, too. Like, I got to go to the bathroom, just hit the draft. Beer. <laughs> uh, Gene Segura going to Juan's team. Um I, 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 this is, I, this, everybody's picking Gene Segura left and right, and I don't understand, but I guess he's gotten a little bit more pop as his speed has gone down. So that might not be too bad of a situation for him. Uh, Trent Grisham, again, normally I would applaud, applaud that pick, but I just don't know what the Padres are doing with their lineup. Uh, Houston taking Steven Strasburg. Um, no, that, that's just, that's almost as bad as the uh, the glass now pick. And I'm a big mark for Steven Strasburg. But I'm not feeling it this year. Do you? Are you feeling Steven Strasburg this year? No, I, I think there's too many issues there with his arm. And I don't know if he comes back. I mean, I, if Corey Kluber can, you know, maybe Strasburg can. But, man, Washington wore that arm out pretty good. Robert says he's going to be drafting from the bathroom next year. Primo says that Byron Buxton is the MVP. Emphasis on MVP. P. Not MVP. In the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Lung, what, what, are you going to say something about Buxton getting MVP or not getting MVP? What's going on? I mean, if Buxton can ever stay on the field, I mean, he, he's got the talent for it, but maybe he needs to spend less time in the bathroom and more time working out. <laughs> Evan Longoria. So uh, Austin was pretty happy about that pick. And then I, I just noticed that he has a finger injury. So he's questionable for his start of the season. Um, but yeah, Longoria has kind of had some sort of renaissance going uh, in San Francisco. So we'll see if it pays off for him. I go with Jordan Montgomery. Uh, 
you know, all things considered, that was probably the best picture that was available as far as I was concerned. I mean, uh, Casey yeah. Mice was also there, but I, I felt like I needed to have like eight pitchers, nine pitchers for this league. So Montgomery was the last of the bunch there. Um, Ty France, that's not a bad pickup. Ty France, very underrated. Uh, underrated by me as well. I, I was, anytime I see Ty France, I'm getting ready to shit on it. But after looking a little bit deeper, uh, Ty France might be a real deep, deep hypnotic sleeper this year. So, uh, <laughs> Mac attack, Steven gets Carson Kelly. It's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I like I messaged you during the draft I, after those two catchers went in the first round, it just changed the entire dyna- dynamic of that position in the draft. Um, you know, I, I drafted Grandall a lot sooner than what I wanted to. And I was just looking and it was really between him and JT. And I figured if I didn't draft one of them, then that I was going to end up with Mike Zunino. And that was my worst nightmare. Oh, so I just pulled the trigger on Grandall. Who ended up getting Zunino? I forgot. Was that Robert? I think Robert got Zunino. Let me see. Zunino. I mean, yep, if he got was drafted, Robert. I'll be shocked. Zunino uh, went to Robert's team. Oh, the commissioner. God. <laughs> yeah. Makes for a crappy team, he says. I don't know if he's talking about his team, but uh, I think he's talking about your team because you went to the back. Oh. Yeah, hey, well, yeah. Me. I mean, there's a, some of those picks may, may have been made in the crapper. <laughs> Casey Mize. Uh, you know, we, who was a, the one guy we were talking about during the podcast? Oh, it was Moncada. Well, here's another for the other uh, uh, for the Tigers that might have fallen. Former number one pick overall in the Major League Baseball draft, Casey Mize, now being selected as a possible sleeper, like complete deep sleeper uh, in the 17th round, virtually the 22nd round in our draft, going to Shane's team over in Texas. Um, so, yeah, uh, what's the matter with Casey Mize? Is it pandemic related or is is he not as good as uh, people thought he was when they were scouting him? What's your take on the division, divisional rival pitcher here? Yeah, I think he throws what his main pitch is a splitter, I believe. I can't, um, I don't know anymore, man. It's, <laughs> I honestly I don't know anymore. I mean, he, he just he's got to throw it for strikes and he's got to keep it down in the zone. Uh, he elevates it; it gets hit hard, and it's always the like two or three run homer that does him in. And he throws a lot of pitches, you know, usually when you see him in the fifth inning, he's right at that hundred pitch mark. So he's not going to give you the six innings. He's not going to give you the quality start that you want. So it's really hard to really get sold on Casey Mize. So he has five pitches that he can throw at any point, but the most popular ones are the four seam fastball. I assume it's a four seam fastball. Let's call it. Let's go with it. Uh, okay. forcing fastball, uh, the splitter, he only throws 13.2% of the time, but so that, I mean, that's what got him drafted. It's a 70 grade splitter. And as you yep. guys know, uh, these prospect, uh, report cards go up to 80. So 70 out of 70 for Casey Mize, but it's the fastball, the splitter, uh, he has a sinker, uh, slider that he's been throwing, trying to throw more, especially last year. And then he'll throw in a knuckle curve every once in a while. Uh, but the fastball, 94 miles an hour, which is pretty healthy, but then uh, there's something missing there. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something missing. I mean, as, as a right-handed pitcher, when you're maxing out at 94, you got to complement that with another off-speed pitch and make it look like it's a fastball. And you know, with everyone throwing harder today, Felipe, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, 94 looks awfully tasty to some of these hitters. 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about it on Sunday's show uh, how Kyle Hendricks has been struggling because the Cubs decided to just duplicate their rotation to look like a bunch of Kyle Hendricks out there. Well, it looks like Kyle Hendricks might have benefited from the uh, high below guys in that rotation and then Kyle Hendricks with the low velocity. And then the next day they would come back with another high below when the Cubs were at their absolute peak. So yeah. I, so maybe that's what's going on with Casey Mize's pitches as well. So. Yeah, it's uh, not like hey, the old adage. Uh, you don't need me to tell you, but it's the old adage. It, does, it doesn't matter how hard you can throw it, but it's how hard and how slow you can throw it at any time and messing with the hitter's, um, the hitter's rhythm. Brennan Davis, that's a really good pick. Uh, if, yeah. Especially if the, yeah, if the point is to go long-term, really good pick by Tim, who's, who struggled in this draft. He admitted to us on, on the draft that he didn't do any prep work, but, I mean, he – definitely knows enough to get by and probably put up a serviceable team out there. And uh, yeah, Brennan Davis, that's a really nice long-term selection there. And then Mr. Irrelevant, Randall Gritchuk, <laughs> the greatest Cardinals player that ever lived, according to some of our members here at the Baseball Life Facebook group. So not too shabby. So overall, I mean, I really can't, not a lot of negatives, you know, especially compared to our Baseball Life League where Apparently, uh, I hurt some feelings. I'm not going to mention the names, but I might have hurt some feelings uh, on that show. So I do apologize. But I am here to criticize. I'm not here to make any friends. I'm actually here to well, beat everybody else's ass. So whatever. You play to win the game, right, Bushnell? Yeah, I mean, I could break into my, my Mike Van Gundy rant. Mike Gundy, not Van Gundy. I'm thinking of uh, the Van Gundy brothers. But no, Mike Gundy, I'm 40. Come after me. I'm a man. Yeah, He's that's just right. a kid. He's just a kid, right? <laughs> no, James was a really good sport, though, on Sunday, though. So he he, yeah. he he dished as good as he took. So I I am thankful for him. I always like getting different perspectives on fantasy baseball drafts. So he appeared. But this is my team that I'm showing. I don't know why I'm showing. But you know what? I dreamt about this last night. And I could see championship banner coming my way in 2022, around October-ish, thereabouts. So I'm excited. Ah, oh, so that was interesting. Uh, Matt, thank you for coming on and uh, uh, in relief of Austin. Austin had a, a prior engagement. Uh, just everybody's just been so damn accommodating, uh, even my wife. And I don't know if you guys heard my kid crying. I do apologize for that noise as well. But yeah, uh, everybody's just been so accommodating for me to do this, uh, this little, this little uh, podcast of mine and to review these drafts I'm involved in. So I do thank everybody for uh, revolving the world around me, man. That's that's how I'm taking it, Matt. Everybody's loving the world. <laughs> Any final words from you, Matt? Um, you know, I would just say this: if if I'm gonna beat anybody this year, it's gotta be you, Felipe. I, Good luck. After you beat our ass in fantasy football, <laughs> this has to be my revenge. If I don't finish ahead of you this year, I don't know what I'll do in this league. I, I really don't. <laughs> Man, if I'm losing to you in this league, I, I might just quit, man. I, I've done all I could. I did all the prep work. I, I did everything I could, all the adjustments I could make for this league to kind of survive and, and thrive. If this doesn't work, I don't know. I got I to gotta, I, I gotta figure out what else to do with my life because th- this isn't it. But I, 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 all I could do is draft the players that I feel are going to help me out in this league uh, and that I'm, I can go and be happy with. I'm happy with this squad. It could, could have been better. But uh, at the same time, I did all I could to draft the best team I could. And I'm, I'm happy with it. I like 
Alex Verdugo. I've been that's the guy I've been trying to draft in a lot of my leagues and a lot of my mock drafts. And just for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. It worked out in this league. I got Kristen Yelich back, uh, Candelario, India. Got a really good infield, solid infield, nice young, yeah. solid infield here. Tyler Stevenson might be a, a game changer at catcher, especially if some of that stuff that he did last year um, pans out. Uh, and and I, so I do apologize. I, I don't mean to just go on and on about my team. I know there's other teams we could talk about, but uh, at any rate, that's the show. Matt, where can they find you? Um, football life, you know, Facebook, Twitter. I don't even know my Twitter handle anymore. I no, think it's I was, your now. podcast, man. Plug your podcast. Yeah. Well, I got to plug myself first, but no, obviously my podcast, The Audible um, and Football Life, myself and Randy Hammond, um, we're taking this week off. We'll be back next week on Tuesday, midday, and we'll be, we're starting our draft preview stuff, our mock drafts, our picks. So be on the lookout for that. The NFL drafts right around the corner. Yeah. And that means, you know what that means? Time to start looking up uh, uh, prospects for the fantasy football draft so I can uh, defend my crown. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we look forward to kicking your ass in that league this coming year as well. Yeah, I, bro, I, cold. I've been half-fasting that league the last couple of years, and all I do is just run laps around you people. Come on, get out of here. No one's going to get to like, me. The last thing I'm going to say is, and it's true, like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on, but every person I pick gets hurt. Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez. Vaughn Grandal got hurt last year when he was on my team. Uh, my fantasy football team was ravaged by injuries. So if you're a Yankee fan, I would be really worried about Aaron Judge right now. Be very <laughs> concerned. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephen Carey uh, making fun of me because it's been 20 years, Felipe. What the hell? Yeah, this is this league has become my white whale, my my uh, my Moby Dick. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Well, maybe this will be different, but I'm happy with this team. I like it. Uh, but, yeah, stop picking White Sox players, please, Matt. Uh, Steven and I would appreciate it so the White Sox have a chance to win a World Series this year. You know what? I, I'm going to keep on doing it until the curse is broken. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, hey, you guys heard it here first. Matt Bushnell does not want the White Sox to win a championship. So, <laughs> sorry. I tried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right well that's the show uh this is the total business podcast join us at the baseball live facebook group thank you for everybody who chimed in on the on the comment section uh and uh again i thank austin for tuning in thanks uh, sean for accommodating and uh, being so helpful with these uh uh podcasts the last couple of years and uh humoring me like hey sean do you want to talk about these leagues that i'm in that you're not in like sure let's do it and of course sean couldn't be here he has a uh, personal matters to attend to but hopefully we'll see him soon. Uh, Austin, thank you. Matt, thank you. I am Felipe. We'll be back on Sunday morning right here at the Baseball Life Facebook group. Take care, everybody.